Who are you? Bond. James Bond. 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 Troll team. Are there any trolls in the <laughs> There is not a single troll. <laughs> he has morals, even though he's an atheist. You cannot say something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was the guy throwing the Molotov cocktail. Of course. <laughs> Anytime the Queen was on the screen, you had to be drinking constantly. <laughs> It is hard to like this film. <laughs> I don't want to be interrupted with Liam Neeson's cock. <laughs> the movie wave. Just get fun. Welcome to the Movie Wave podcast. I am your host, Sergio Calvo, and with me today we have uh, film critic Susanna Marchant. Hello, Susanna. Hello. Hello. It's episode 28, and uh, I'm very excited today because we are going to have a lot of fun here. We will discuss the new James Bond movie, Skyfall, mm -hmm. directed by Sam Mendes, but we will also break down both the James Bond formula and the James Bond uh, music theme. <laughs> so I can't wait for that. But before we get there, let's talk about the films that we've been watching. So what have you been watching, Susanna? I've gone back in time <laughs> and started back on the um, um, James Bond films, starting from the beginning. Right. So uh, so it's been Doctor No from Russia with Love and Goldfinger. Ah, good, good stuff. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the original, you know, yeah, with Sean Connery. You are very committed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sean, yeah, Conner well, Sean Connery, is that your favorite? Is he my favorite? I think I did like I did like Sean Connery very much. I think Sean Connery uh -huh. and probably Roger Moore after. All right. Okay. Um, and I think. And then I think da da uh, Daniel Craig. Right. I was never a fan of uh, Pierce Brosnan. And not many people are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I think it might also have something to do with the fact that, I mean, obviously it's James Bond. Some James Bond has a lot of, you know, corny and cheesy one-liners. Yeah. But I think they were the worst when Pierce Brosnan was, was Bond. Right. It was just, you know, the 90s, right? Ah. So... They just thought, oh, this is going to be hilarious, um, and you know, giving giving uh, like Christmas Jones. Do you remember Doctor Christmas Jones? I don't. Okay, well, the, she she was a, she was some sort of she was a, a she was a nuclear scientist, I think, and they named her Christmas just so that James Bond could could make this one stupid pun, and it's just I think maybe it has something to do with that. I don't know, but I I never really liked Pierce Brosnan. Well, Sean Connery. I think he was very good. He he was very good as the as the secret agent, and he also um, you could tell he was trying hard, you know, to to beat his Scottish accent. because I think in all the other films that I've ever seen him, his his accent is rather strong. Mm -hmm. Whereas whereas when he's he was uh, James Bond, he tried being English, <laughs> which I appreciated. I mean, really. But <laughs> okay. Uh, what is what is your favorite James Bond film? Hmm. I think I do like the old ones. Um, I do like Doctor No, even though you know, I mean, because it was made in the in 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 '62. Obviously, you know what was high tech then 
is now just funny to us, right? Um, now you just go. Why doesn't Why doesn't he just go <laughs> on the internet? You know, <laughs> why doesn't he phone ho- for help or something? Um, those those were films of the time. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but I do like them. I mean, you know, the the, the stories were quite good, um, and um, it just somehow, you know, even though there is. You know, when somebody has a laser, it was in Goldfinger, you know, there was a laser scene and it was super duper, you know, new, new world stuff, a laser, right? right. This was just unheard of. Where's now a laser? Come on, that's... <laughs> Hold on, what, what year was that? Uh, Goldfinger was 1964. 64, of course. That, that was that was before Star Wars and all that. <laughs> that was the scene, that was the scene where, where Bond says... Do you expect me to talk? And he said, "No, Mr. Bond. I expect you to die." <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was very good. So yeah, so I I do like the old ones, and um, I also, despite disliking Pierce Brosnan, I also liked uh, from the newer ones. I liked Goldeneye. Right. Uh, and um, I can't remember which one that was with. Um, Oh, with, where, where he paired up with he where he was paired up with a Chinese agent. Was it the world is not enough? Uh, th- that could be all the Pierce Brosnan and James Bond yeah. films. They all I, I mixed them all up. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's. I mean, I think none of them had something particularly particular. <laughs> <laughs> Everything was pretty much the same in, in in every film. But we'll get there. Yeah. Well. So, anyways, they they're all they're all good and. Um, uh, well, and the newer ones I like because it's just you know because I'm of the the, the newer generation that you know grew up on uh-huh. on uh, on Born and uh, the the new spy uh, films where you know it's all internet and and uh, lasers and um, it's just spies flying from one country to another um, and it's just because I grew up on that and you know because this is this is the big thing. I also like the new ones, obviously, but I do appreciate the old ones, even though they can't really always stand the test of time when it comes to um, the the inventions and then and what what is considered really high tech in in those films. I don't think it kind of stands the test of time, but I still <laughs> <Yes>. appreciate. <laughs> it's it's really great. So but it could be um, fun as well to. to- to go back, watch these films, and see all these gadgets that they have in the in the in the old films, and now they don't look like gadgets; they just look like things that we use. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, I don't particularly like the fact that um, I think it was in Doctor No. They had a few people who were supposed to be Chinese, I think, okay. and they were just, and they were just white people with oh. some bad, bad makeup. <laughs> I thought that's oh. like, come on, you can try harder. I'm sure there are some Chinese actors, at least some Asian actors, could do really well. No, nope, let's take white people and put some makeup, really bad makeup on them. Yeah, they, wouldn't, they, they wouldn't do that nowadays. That would be really politically incorrect. <laughs> well, actually, they did that in, uh, oh goodness, um, the Cloud Atlas. Really? Don't, don't, okay. Don't tell me more about Cloud Atlas because I really want to see this film and I haven't seen it yet. Oh, no, uh, no, I haven't seen it yet either, but I only know about it because it was on the news, actually. But you're putting me off already. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, hope they I hope they don't have white people with the 
black paint of the face uh, playing black people or something like that? Uh, no, I don't think so. No, it's white people playing Asians. Right, okay. <laughs> well, well. Anyway, so that was me. What about you? Have you been watching anything new? Well, uh, yes, but I haven't seen any... any I, I, I didn't revisit any of the James Bond films. Uh, I've seen a film called Newlyweds that you can watch on streaming online. And uh, it's an American indie film directed by uh, actor-director Edward Burns. I don't know if you heard from, of him. And uh, for me, it was a revelation. Uh, I, I knew Edward Burns because uh, uh, I, had, I had seen only one film of, uh, of his before. Uh, I, I knew he was talented because uh, I, I saw the brothers McMullen. I saw it in my hometown, uh, like uh, in the cine, cinema club 10 years ago. And... Uh, I was quite impressed. I, I quite liked it. But after that, I didn't really follow him that much. I, I remember I saw him, obviously, in Saving Private Ryan, but that was it. Until now. And I, I heard that he, he, he was doing a lot of interesting stuff with very little money, and I wanted to, to check t- check it out. And this film is it's a film about marriage, but I think it's, it is also a film about relationships in general. And we have two couples, and one of the couples uh, just got married, and uh, they receive a surprise visit from the husband's uh, half sister, who who stays in the flat a bit longer than they would expect, and whose behavior is quite, let's say, unacceptable. And there is this other couple who've been married for for a long time, and uh, at a dinner table, someone says that if you've been married for 30 years. Even if you even if you divorce the day after, you can call it a success. <laughs> I, it's only one line, but I, I think that that line makes uh, that's the line that makes them reconsider things and it kind of shakes things up in their relationship. I heard that if you do not wake up at least one morning a week and look over at your partner and think I have made a terrible mistake, then there's actually something wrong. Well, Marsha feels that way every morning. When I married you, I inherited your family, all right? I am just trying to do the right thing by all of them. You would do the same thing for me, would you not? Hi, I'm looking for Buzzy O'Rourke. He's actually at work right now. Who is this? Uh, I'm his sister, Linda. Guess who rang our buzzer this morning? Guess who? Your sister. Thank you so much for letting me stay here. I'm kind of in shock. Look at you, you're all grown up. I think she's a little bit in trouble. This is what the kids are doing these days. I think they go to the club and they meet random guys. That's what the kids are doing. Totally. Yeah, I read it you're in not the magazine. at all being helpful here, all right? Katie said I'm not supposed to have strange men in the apartment. She and I wouldn't have a problem if you hadn't told her anything about last night. This is what we do. We tell each other everything. It's called honesty. Really? That sounds like a terrible idea. Has Bessie mentioned anything to you about Max being unfaithful? No, why? What's going on? There's this girl at the studio. Yeah, I think I have, like, a daddy complex. How old are you? I swear to God, she's gorgeous. I don't want to hear this. Why don't you just ask her out? You're just turning into a disgusting old man. I just met Katie's ex-husband, Dara. Please don't tell me you two, this is happening. Stole my coat and used all my towels and slept with someone on my kitchen counter. Your sister is... We need to get as far away from any of our relatives as possible. I just, I feel like I I don't know you the way that I should know the person that I'm married to. We have the perfect setup and you're blowing this. No, but I don't want want a setup, Buzzy. I want a marriage. We can handle whatever life throws at us. Do me a favor. How do you spell vasectomy, though? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, This film actually, it blew me away. It's it's a film that... uh, 
where, where it's all about the actors and the characters. Uh, so it's quite quite simple, straightforward. But Edward Burns is a, is a director, a, a part of an actor, and he's he's also a very experienced actor because uh, he's been doing acting for quite some time. And he shows uh, because the acting in this film is great. So you can tell that he knows how to work with actors. And I think he also understands people. And uh, that's his, his strongest point here. The people in, in, in his movies feel real and you can relate to them, to their feelings and to their emotions. And that's something that that really helped me getting immersed in the story. Uh, Edward Burns has also been compared to to, to Woody Allen, and I can see why. So, because you have the, the, the city of New York, uh, the good dialogues, uh, the humor, you have these uh, emerging and breaking relationships, jealousy, adultery, sexual desire, and, and some dinner conversations. But, but he's... His, his own thing uh, because there is also in his films there is also this uh, realism that you don't get with in the Woody Allen films the characters feel real and they they aren't intellectuals they are just people and although some of them are doing financially well because you know we have the character played by Ed Burns who seems to earn quite a lot for a physical trainer <laughs> not all of them are, are, are really wealthy and maybe uh, because of the budget and time limitations that this uh, this film had in, uh, in its production uh, I think it has a guerrilla style that makes everything feel uh, fresh and there is a scene that takes place in the street where two characters meet and uh, it starts snowing and it goes it, it goes very well with the scene and, uh, and you know it's real snow and it's happening right there there are no effects and it's it's one of those accidents uh, from which uh, the film benefits uh, there are moments when you see people in the street looking at the camera and it doesn't matter it's, it's kind of uh, you know let's make a movie right now there is no time or money to to, mm-hmm. to screw around and I loved it uh, uh, I can't wait to see his next film in fact uh, his next film is coming out this Christmas and it's called uh, The Featural Family Christmas uh-huh. <laughs> maybe not the best title but I would like to check it out anyway that's uh, Newlyweds that's a film that, that I recommend okay now just a wee reminder to our loyal listeners the Movie Wave podcast is nominated for this year's European Podcast Award uh, there is a link on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash the Movie Wave where you can vote for us and we will really appreciate it if you do if you like this podcast you can subscribe for free on iTunes and every new episode will be automatically downloaded to your computer or your smartphone find our episode archive at themoviewave.podbean.com and enjoy surfing hours of waves. Now let's have a wee break and we'll be back talking about the 23rd film in the James Bond series, Skyfall.
listening to The Movie Wave. Secret age of man. We are back and it's time to talk about Skyfall. Uh, this is the third uh, Bond film with uh, Daniel Crick. He was uh, first in Casino Royale and later in Quantum of Solace. This time, Bond investigates an attack on MI6 directed to M, played uh, once again by Judy Dentz. Behind that attack is a former MI6 operative, the creepy cyber terrorist Raul Silva, played by Javier Bardem with another weird hairstyle. <laughs> it always makes me feel a little melancholy. A grand old warship being ignominiously hauled away for scrap. <laughs> the inevitability of time, don't you think? What do you see? A bloody big ship. Excuse me. Double seven. I'm your new quartermaster. You must be joking. Why? Because I'm not wearing a lab coat. Because you still have spots. My complexion is hardly relevant. And your competence is. Age is no guarantee of efficiency. And youth is no guarantee of innovation. Well, has it I can do more damage on my laptop sitting in my pajamas before my first cup of Earl Grey than you can do in a year in the field? Oh, so why do you need me? Every now and then a trigger has to be pulled. Or not pulled. It's hard to know which in your pajamas. Q. Now, what do you think, Susanna, of Skyfall? Um, well, <laughs> I definitely, I was definitely excited about going to see it. Um, but I, I think, I don't think it's as good as Casino Royale was. Um, and as Quantum of Solace was. Um, okay, because, be- uh, that's funny you say that, because... Skyfall actually got very good reviews out there. Mm-hmm. I just thought the this the storyline was a bit too. Um, I think it wasn't imaginative enough. I mean the uh, the fact that you know somebody stole a hard drive with names of spies on it that that's been done before. Mm-hmm. It's it's not it's nothing original. So um, it it's that that. That kind of um, made it a bit disappointing for me, but so I mean, I did prefer the the two other ones with Daniel Craig than Skyfall. But I thought, you know, I mean, obviously it had great um, action s- sequences it does from have. the very yes. from the very start, obviously, because you have yeah. to start a Bond movie with an action sequence. Of course, can't have it otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are many so, things so, that a James Bond movie should have. So, yeah. so go on. No, so I thought you know the action sequences w- were great, um, and I think the um, the story of the uh, of of the other MI6 agent was I think it was a good idea up to a point. They could have maybe put a bit more work into it because it was a bit too too easy again. Um, how you know he say he planned all of things years and years in advance and then at the very end what it came down to was a gunfight you know 
<laughs> that's just that. That's come on. That's not that's not very good planning, is it? Um. So so that that disappointed me a little bit. Um. Uh, but overall, I mean, I really love Dame Judi Dench. So, um, you know, always excited to see her there, and you know, to see, um, some more time basically given to her on screen because you in many. I mean, in most really spy movies, you you get only men. Um, you you only see women as as uh, their part partners or lovers mm-hmm. or somebody who gets killed so that the man can get his revenge. Yeah. You don't see women in positions of power um, in 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 spy movies. So so you know, I was very very glad that Dame Judi Dench was still there. Um, you know, that was at least something that <laughs> that made me, made me happy to see, you know, well, at least that makes, one. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, I you know, it's enjoyable, as, as you know, most, <laughs> I would say, James Bond movies are. Um, it just, I thought maybe they could have worked uh, uh, on the story a little bit more. But, you know, it's enjoyable if you want, you know, a night at the movies, you know, with lots of explosions and <laughs> and some really weird plans that yeah. go years in advance then then you know this is this is your thi- this is your thing you should go and see it definitely it's, it's, what about it's entertainment that's why it yes is. absolutely absolutely <laughs> what about you what did you think about it well for me for me it felt a bit like a like a homage or a tribute to the to the James Bond series uh-huh. there there are many Many references to older films in this series. Many winks to the audience. Mm-hmm. And, uh, actually, I saw it in a sold-out theater, and uh-huh. the, the audience seemed to really enjoy the film. They laughed when they were supposed to laugh. They, uh-huh. they, they were cheering. They seemed to be very satisfied, and I enjoyed it for what it was. But the, there wasn't anything in it that uh, I didn't see before, and I think I think yeah. I think we agree on that. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a film that's very respectful to the formula, uh, which uh, mm. many people in the audience appreciated. But for me, it felt like uh, I was constantly re- being reminded that I was consuming a product, uh, a, a very successful and very loved one. But uh, same thing again. Exactly, and yeah, I, you yeah. know, I, you know, the problem might be that I'm not a James Bond fan, uh, although you know. I have seen a lot of the films in the series, and I, I always kind of enjoyed them. And, yes. uh, and one of the first three movies I ever watched in the cinema was a James Bond movie. Uh-huh. There, there was actually this is all I, I remember. I, probably, I should probably ask my parents to, to the cinema, but this is all I remember. Uh, there was actually E.T., uh, a Jerry Lewis film, and uh, and I think it was Never Say Never Again. Uh, I don't yes. remember what in what order. <laughs> and uh, I know uh-huh. I know it was never say never again because the only thing I remember from that film is Sean Connery winking at the camera at the very end of the film. So uh-huh. I, I, I I recently checked that out on Google and I found out the title. Uh, yeah. So it seems that there, there there has always been a complicity with the audience uh, with these winks and these things going on. And Daniel Craig doesn't really wink at the camera this time. Well, not no, he's too manly to wink. Come on. Ex- ex- exactly. <laughs> we are. It's, it's, we're in different times now, but yes. he doesn't do it uh, literally. But the film, I think, the film knows uh, its audience, and the audience knows very well the mm-hmm. the, the James formula. So there is this kind of complicity there. So it's something that 
always kind of exists there in the in the James Bond series. That's where I want to talk about the James Bond formula. Why is it? And uh, does Skyfall tick all the boxes? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go through that. Uh, I'm gonna try to be quick. I have a list of things that I think. Uh, a James Bond movie should have, and we'll we'll see. We we'll compare. We'll check it out. We'll see if the Skyfall uh, ticks these boxes. Uh, okay. uh, f- first of all, we have this long, flashy opening credits with a, with a theme song and uh, you know a sensual voice. Uh, so I think we do have it here. We have uh, Daniel Craig singing at the, at the beginning of the film with the opening yeah. credits. Then we have Adele's Skyfall theme as well. And then, then which, which, when I sorry, when I first heard Adele's uh, theme song, I thought this does sound like a Bond theme song. It does, absolutely. It really does, yeah. Uh, it does, and it's, it's, it's probably one of the best uh, I, I, I ever heard. And uh, we also have, you know, the, you know, the traditional James Bond theme uh, that was it was actually uh, I'll get to that later. But it was actually written by uh, Monty Normal, Monty mm-hmm. Norman, uh, with some jazzy arrangements by uh, yeah. John Barry. Another thing you need in a James Bond film is uh, uh, exotic international locations. Uh, so we do have it here. We have Turkey and China. I don't know if you remember anymore. I think Turkey and China, you can't, like England doesn't count as an exotic location. Uh, or uh, maybe you can say Scotland is the Highlands. Yeah. <laughs> the Scottish yeah, Highlands. Yeah. And there is always an action scene underwater or in the air or or, yeah. or in the snow, and there is uh, there is one here. There is an underwater or or on top of moving uh, move uh, say trains or cars. Yes, or basically on top of something moving very very fast. Or, or, yeah, <laughs> or on a on a moving object or something. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, here there is the there is a fight in a, a Scottish uh, lake. Uh, from, and I'm very uh, in an icy cold water. Uh, there the, is fist beautiful women. Beautiful women, very important. They always yep. uh, incredibly attractive, and uh, James yep. Bond is always having affairs with them. So we, I think <laughs> I think we do that. We do we do see that in this in the, in, the, in the Skyfall. Hi, I'm Plenty. But of course you are. Let's just say my relationships don't seem to last. Mm, I know the feeling. Oh. Hello. Aren't you in the wrong room, Mr. Bond? Not from where I'm standing. The car chase. It has to be a car chase. Absolutely. In, in here, the film starts with a car chase. So the, mm-hmm. Well, it's a car chase, and then it becomes a motorcycle chase, and then it ends up on a train. So uh, yeah. Not really a train uh, chase, but there is something going on on the train as well. Uh, this uh, sophisticated spy gadgets. I know that we haven't always exactly seen... Well, anyway, don't forget, if there's anything you ever need... Thank you, Q, but this time I've got the gadgets. I know how to use them. I'll have you know, this is where our most cutting-edge technology is developed. Mm, point taking. 
the only thing that the, the film lacks in it. although they, they do make a reference to the gadgets when Q says what do you expect an exploding pen yes <laughs> <So>. yes <laughs> I think maybe they were trying to concentrate on the storyline rather than uh, funny gimmicks yeah and yeah. I think people were expecting funny gimmicks yes I kind of missed that I think that was an important yeah. part of the James Bond thing Mm-hmm. Well, the, the, the vodka martini shaken, not stirred. Can I do something for you, Mr. Bond? Uh, just a drink. A martini shaken, not stirred. Would you get me a medium dry vodka martini? What a Shaken, dry... not stirred. Vodka martini. Shaken, not stirred. Should I have said vodka martini center? Shaken, not stirred. Of course. Vodka martini. Shaken, not stirred. Mr. Bond will have a vodka martini. Shaken, not stirred. We see it in the film. Uh, I, I don't think they mention it. They don't say the line. We also, okay. we also see Daniel Craig drinking beer, which they said yeah. that was going to be something, something different, something new. We'll see him drinking beer this time. And then, uh, then the villain, uh, which is uh, Javier Bardem uh, in this case. So we more or less, I think... Uh, Skyfoldastic, uh, most of the boxes. I don't know if you, Susanna, you, there is something I missed here, or no? I think it did. I think it did did definitely do that. Is yeah. that is that more or less what you see in the formula? <laughs> because there is, yeah, there, is it, there is a formula, obviously. There was a formula. You think the thing is, you see, I can totally appreciate that it's incredibly difficult to create an original Bond movie while sticking to the formula. He's, because people, exactly. when they go to see James Bond movie, they certainly expect certain things. Yeah. And you can't have all those things there while at the same time being incredibly um, new yeah. and, and exciting and maybe uh, unexpected. So, so I can understand that it's really incredibly hard to strike that balance and have it. Yeah. As something so, you know, great and new. So, so no, I can totally you know appreciate that. Um, but it it uh, ticked all the boxes. You know, it was James Bond, really. Um, just not, maybe not as. I think I'm used to James Bond being a bit more humorous. Mm-hmm. You know, the I mean, there there was there were like a few odd one-liners. Well, I had lunch, but I seem to have missed dessert. The things I do for England. But all in all, it was much, much darker than what I well, basically the new all the all the new James Bond movies are much darker than what we used to, the previous twenty or something. Um you know, they they obviously had murder and, and mystery and whatnot and, and bad and villains. But there was also a lot of humor in them mm-hmm. and a lot of silliness. Whereas these ones are, are much darker, there's no no silliness. Particularly, it, it's, it's all serious. Particularly Daniel Craig, it, it brings this seriousness yeah. to the to the to the character. But there was yeah. the, 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 there was there was a little bit of humor. Uh, all the humor, I think, it was brought up by uh, Javier Bardem. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I I would like to highlight his uh, appearance in the film because every mm-hmm. every time he was on the screen, the film got my full attention. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think this guy is seriously. This guy is genius, uh, and I don't say that because he's Spanish. Uh, he, re- <laughs> he, re- he, re- I mean, he really, he really is genius. Ve- very few actors, I think, have uh, that ability com- to completely transform with every single role. And uh, 
and he's he has Very played funny. many many different roles and uh, uh, he he was I have I have a list here of the the, the different roles that he, he has played he was an uh, old uh, paralytic man in the scene side he he played a Cuban gay Cuban poet in uh, Before Night Falls uh, he played at Disillusioned Unemployed in Mondays in the Sun uh, the Playboy artist in uh, Vicky Cristina Barcelona. The evil serial killer in Perdita Durango, he, and uh, well, here he plays the villain, and he, I think he does it with a lot of humor, and, uh, and it's a performance that I think makes the film a little bit more enjoyable and fun. I won't miss next time, Mr. Silver. Not bad, not bad, James, for a physical wreck. Why? Thank you. You caught me. Now, here's your prize. The latest thing from my local toy store. It's called Radio. I do hope that wasn't for me. <laughs> But that is. I don't know what you think about mm. uh, Javier Bardem's uh, performance. I well, think he's a yes. good buddy. That's what I think. I think he's a very good buddy. And I think the the scene where he removed the the, the thing from his mouth, the the what they did ah, with his, yes, of I course. thought I thought I thought it was a very good. I think obviously I liked it. it must have been it, it must have had something to do with you know special effects and whatnot. That was the CGI um, mostly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they did it very well. Very and, well. Um, And, ba and the, the, he was a very good buddy because you could totally believe that he was a bit unhinged mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, something was done to him and he needs revenge. I mean, that's how it works. When a, when a, when a hero needs revenge, you know, then that's what the film's about and the hero gets his revenge. Mm -hmm. When the bad character wants his revenge, oh, he doesn't deserve his revenge. <laughs> Come on, something tor horribly bad was done to him. And I think, you know, he was planning for his revenge and he was almost there, you know. I kind of felt sorry for him. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. The, the, there is a character, a fully... Uh, shaped character with a mm. with with a past and uh, he wants revenge and uh, it's not just someone who's just evil for the sake of being evil. Yes, and the funny thing is, you can see even though his role isn't very physical, he mostly stands or sits or walks very slowly. You know, it's not like he has to run and fight and whatnot. Mm -hmm. He's not, his role is not very physical, but and yet you can you can really perceive that there is something mental and unhinged behind his eyes, that he's not totally there, mm -hmm. that he's a bit crazy. <laughs> and, and, and not in a funny way, in a really dangerous, mad way. I thought he was very good. I thought he did a very good job. He's a very good baddie, well, you know. <laughs> Another film I wanted to talk about, the James Bond theme. That's something that we all know. We all, as soon as we hear it, it's like, there it is, that's a James Bond theme. It was written by, as I said before, Monty Norman for uh, Dr. No in uh, 1962. But yeah. uh, John Barry also helped uh, shaping a little bit the theme. 
Uh, there is always this uh, argument of uh, who really holds the most influence over the, the James Bond theme. Was it Monty Norman or John Barry? Uh, well, Norman took the riff from this song, a good sign, bad sign, sung by uh, Indian characters in a musical called A House for Mr. Miss Walls. So there is something similar there. Uh, but uh, John Barry added up stuff from his own songs. So listen to this because this uh, there is uh, the similarity is quite amazing. This song is called "Poor Me" from 1960. <laughs> This one is called Hit a Miss from 1959. This other one is called Beat Girl from There is also something from a, a Glenn Miller song called a String of Pearls. So it seems that it was John Barry who, who most added to, to the final product, uh, the theme that we all recognize as the James Bond theme. Now let's talk about uh, Sam Mendes. Uh, this is uh, his sixth feature film uh, he made before American Beauty, Road to Perdition, Jarhead, Revolutionary Road, and Away We Go. And uh, I saw, actually, I saw Sam Mendes uh, at the Edinburgh International Film Festival. I don't know if it was two or three years ago. Uh, he brought the Away We Go and he was being interviewed by uh, film critic Mark Kermot. Uh, I was in somewhere in Cinewald, and I didn't like away away we go. But the last thing I expected, uh, I, I, the, or the last person I expected to direct the James Bond film is uh, Sam Mendes. Uh, none of his films uh, had have any action scene or anything that you could you could say, okay, he's the right guy for a James Bond film. I don't know why you think. I'm not sure, really. Um... I'm not sure. What do you think? You know, here's the thing. I when I when when I heard that Sam Mendes was directing, I expected something a little bit distinctive, let's say. Yes. But I don't think Sam Mendes had. Uh, I don't think he had much flexibility to experiment here because you know yeah. the, the Francis is very restricted to the formula, and uh, probably mm-hmm. uh, you know they need to ensure that the audience get what they want. Maybe he he didn't want to be seen. Through the film, maybe he just wanted to make a James Bond movie. The thing is that he, he doesn't really have a style because I, nobody knows what the Sam the style is. Mm. <laughs> American Beauty is completely different from Road to Perdition. You know, the, yeah. the first one is like a family drama. The second one is a gangster film based in a comic book. Uh, then you have a war film, Jarhead, that is like a, with a handheld camera. 
that you have a tragedy relationship story in Revolutionary Road. You have a comedy away we go, and everyone is, 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 is when it comes to style, every every one of them is completely different. But mm -hmm. uh, I, I, you know, in, in none of his films you see an action scene. And actually, he did pretty well when it comes to shooting action scenes in in the film, and this is something I really appreciated. But I didn't see anything from Sam Mendes here. But again, what is a Sam Mendes film anyway? <laughs> it's like it's like talking about a, a Steven Soderbergh film. He makes great films, but he doesn't have a style. Like what what is what is a Steven Soderbergh film? You could say what a Tarantino film is, but you cannot say what a Steven Soderbergh film is. <laughs> yes. Um, well, no. Well, as I said, maybe he just wanted to make something that was. That basically ticked all the boxes and didn't want to deviate too much. Basically, maybe he didn't want to take a risk. Maybe that was it. I don't know. I don't know him. It's hard to say. <laughs> the funny thing is, I'm asking questions that I don't know the answer for them. Exactly. So. Anyway, I think I'm running out of steam here. So uh, let's let's have some final words. Will you recommend this film, Susanna? Sure. I mean, it's James Bond. You know, uh, it you know got lots of action sequences. Some you know interesting in, an interesting body um, and you know it's fun it's a fun afternoon or evening film if you you know want to watch something that is not too complicated <laughs> exactly and i agree with you again it's <laughs> uh, it's it's fine you know it, it, uh, it does the job it has what the audience expects from a james bond movie but no, mm -hmm. no, no much more than that. Uh, and as I said before, uh, with Sam Mendes directed, uh, directing, uh, I expected something maybe a little bit distinctive from that uh, formula uh, that I didn't get. So I, I felt that it was something missing. And also, this, uh, this is the third uh, installment, uh, let's say, from uh, since the last reboot of the franchise. And, uh, uh huh. Everything was reshaped with the uh, Casino Royale, and uh, that Casino Royale is actually a film that, from my point of view, it still remains as the the most innovative uh, film of the series, and uh, uh, the best. <laughs> I think it's the yeah. best from all the all, all, all the best James films I ever seen. And I, I, uh, this is something curious. I heard some time ago that Tarantino wanted to make a James Bond film, and uh, mm -hmm. they all oh, can you imagine his 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 James Bond movie? That would be mental. I can't even imagine it. No. <laughs> I'd love to see it, though. Yeah. <laughs> and I, th the, I think the owners of the franchise didn't allow the, you know, that to happen because he had too many crazy ideas. But you know, well, I, I, if he wrote it, that would be that would be absolutely mental. But if he was actually contractually obliged to just film something that somebody else wrote, right? Then, I, th I think I think in the case of Tarantino, he would probably write it. If he didn't write yeah. it, he didn't direct it. Yeah. Although he did do he did do that with Jackie Brown anyway, but that's probably why it sucks. <laughs> well, I, I would love to see James Bond directed by Tarantino and uh, with uh, Michael Fassbender as James Bond. That would be amazing. <laughs> May, maybe that happens when the franchise goes into a crisis. Uh, they might let that happen as a desperate move to bring the audiences back. Or maybe they, they they would just sell it to Disney. I don't know, but mm -hmm. but right now the the franchise is very alive and it seems to be doing great financially. So ex expect more of the same for the next one. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> well, that's that's it for episode twenty eight of the Movie Wave. Thank you, Susanna, uh, for joining the show. It's been a pleasure. 
Thank uh, you. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the movie wave. Uh, thank you all for listening. We'll be surfing the wave soon. 007, Britain's finest secret agent, licensed to kill, mixing business with girls and thrills. I've seen you on the screen, it's you that I adore. Since I was a boy, I wanted to be like Roger Moore. A girl in every port, and gadgets up my sleeve. The world is not enough for the both of us, it seems. So I wish I was James Bond Just for the day Kissing all the girls Blow the bad guys away And I wish I was James Bond Just for the day Kissing all the girls Blow the bad guys away This podcast is a production of Calvinet Entertainment for Tricycle Magazine. Find out more at tricycle.co.uk That's T-R-I-S-I-C-K-L-E dot co dot U-K. I wish I was James Bond just for the day. Well, that was a bit brief, but it might be good sometimes to have. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes, yeah. sometimes we do go on for too long. I, I was I, at some point I was trying to stretch it, but then I, then I realized I got nothing. <laughs> 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 I don't I don't know what else to say about this film. You know, it's just, as you can tell if if I'm passionate about one film, I've got loads and lots of notes about it and many things I want yeah. to say. If I really- if I'm more like kind of okay, like all right, what can I say about it? <laughs> You can't say that much about James Bond. Come yeah. on, it's James Bond, you know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.